Hello all, and welcome to Sweating the Small Stuff, a show where we sweat over the details that make our world richer. I'm your personal brain trainer, Cameron Boozer-Jamary, and today I'm joined by Samantha Spears. Hi, Sam. Hi. Since this is Senses and Sci-Fi, I thought it would be fun to talk about the sense of touch, and for today's episode, we're going to be exploring Ready Player One, specifically the uncanny valley of how touch can really throw off immersion in video games. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm ready for this discussion. Let's, All right. Let's do this. So let, let, here's some background. Video games are real fun. Really? They are, in fact, fun. I never I play knew them, that. You play them. We play them sometimes <laughs> together. But there's something missing. Wouldn't it be nice, like, you can hear the game. You can see the game. You can experience, like, VR. But wouldn't it be nice if things in the game could touch you and awkwardly interact with you? But that's where we're going today on today's episode. What if you could feel the action? What if you could tell that you got shot? Yeah. So just as a little background, this technology actually has a name and it's called haptic tech. And it's technology that is designed to emulate the feel, the sensation of touch. All right. Say that again. Haptic? Like H-A-P-T? Yeah. Haptic. Like touch. Isn't haptic Latin for touch or something? Is it? It I, is. Oh, I feel bad. Like haptic feedback is touching. So when you touch your smartphone, that's haptic feedback. I bet. Yeah. You learned something new today. Yeah. I, We've I learned done it. I'm we can end the show Latin. now. <laughs> I thought I had a grasp on Latin, but apparently all those anatomy classes were <laughs> terrible influence. All right, so back to yeah. haptic touch. Okay. So to give more backstory, <laughs> in Ready Player One, Wade Watts purchases an Oasis haptic suit. And in the book, this actually takes place a lot earlier. As soon as he signs up for school, he actually is issued a haptic suit and goggles uh, as part of the, I guess, education system, oh. which makes the education system in the, their world slightly better than ours. <laughs> I bet they're still getting underpaid. But in the movie, it suggests that when you're wearing the suit, you can feel sensation of touch everywhere. And judging by the uh, judging by the intro sequence and the narration, you know, at the start of the movie where they're at the uh, sex planet that's like right next door to the casino planet. Then also when they're in the disco and Artemis is getting real handsy. Yeah, I was I was just seeing the scene where like was it like the touch is just rippling through the suit like they show like like it moving and even being like oh and which is a little disturbing now that I think yeah. back on that. Actually, I hate to say it. Is it too early to be making grapes? Because I'm still bothered by the fact that uh, they made haptic suits where at the end of the movie, the bad guy, like if I recall, the girl, Sam, the girl who's Artemis, like kicks him in the balls and then he feels it in the real world. Like that just seems like no one would ever want that feature. It just seems <laughs> awkward. Like feeling tingles down there, sure. Feeling like a, like a firm kick come through your suit, not as much. That's actually true because that shouldn't be possible because like getting shot by a gun, okay? You want the feeling of, oh, I got shot, so I know that I actually had that happen, but you don't actually want the full impact of getting shot, because yeah, that really hurts. <laughs> and so You're not wrong. So that would probably take you out of the entire game, whereas in most in most like shooting games and stuff, it's like, oh, I got hit, and now I'm just like recognizing, oh, my health is a little bit lower, so let me do something about that, or let me react to that. That's really what you want. You don't want the full impact to feel. Unless there's a setting. Is there a setting? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we have so much more episode to get to. We'll oh. get there. Okay. <laughs> You're like taking us off the rails so hard. Oh, um. no. 
So I guess at this point, the real question I want to explore is how far away is this technology? Like, can we have stuff that's like this? Just to give you a quick piece of reference, when it comes to video games, there are three things that's going on here. There's the VR, which is the audio and the video, and all sorts of stuff exists for that. We got the Samsung has a thing for it. You have the Google Cardboard, which is just like a cardboard apparatus. Um, Microsoft releasing the HoloLens 2, Fragmented Reality. Like, there are all sorts of tools that let you put on VR goggles and experience the view and sound of the world, but not the touch. And so to get a little more background on touch, as always, I'm going to give you some background with science. <laughs> All right, let's, let's do this. <laughs> According to the homesciencetools.com, the human body has four different kinds of touch nerves. These are nerves that, er, sorry. According to homesciencetools.com, the human body has a series of touch receptors known as the somatosensory system. I'm sure because you're a smart science girl, you already knew that, but I did not know that. And of these four types, there are, uh, the. Uh, I'm bad at reading my own notes. You got this, I believe in you. So there are four, of the four types, there are mechanoreceptors. This feels things like pressure and vibration and texture on your skin. Mm. There are thermoreceptors, cold receptors that can perceive temperatures that are below 95 degrees to 41 degrees. And then below that, they actually stop reporting altogether. And that's where you get the sensation of numbness in your limbs on when it's extra cold out. Then on the opposite side, there are hot receptors, which start working when the skin temperature goes above 86 degrees and stimulate all the way up to 113 degrees. And after that, they actually trigger pain receptors to tell your body that you should probably stop doing whatever's causing this painful sensation, you know. Yeah, try not to be on fire. It's usually nice. To that point, there are pain receptors, which can detect pain caused by mechanical stimuli. So if you get cut or scraped and you know you have a break in the skin or they can measure thermal stimuli such as burns and they can measure chemical stimuli such as poison from insect stings. Things that cause, I guess, necrotic damage when bees do necrotic damage to you because they are necromancers. They are dark aligned. Is that another episode? Yeah. We'll do... Exploring the history of bees dark alliance. Yes, bees are necromancers and you didn't know that. And then finally there is something called, and this was the craziest one to me, um, proprioceptors. So these are nerve endings that are throughout your body in your joints, ligaments, muscles that detect extension and the angle of bend in your muscles. So when you close your eyes, the reason you can tell where your limbs are in space is because they're giving feedback to your brain of where your body is. Now, as a result of all this, I actually found out something really cool about how the body perceives touch and by extension pain, which is that all these receptors, as you can imagine with any nerve ending, are just signals going from your body to your brain so that they can be interpreted and your brain can take the respective action for whatever it is. Yes, go on. There's something called gate control theory based on a wiki article I found because I really didn't feel like looking too much for this. But <laughs> gate control theory is this, it suggests that basically as the sensation trickles from different appendages of your body all the way back to your brain, it goes through a series of gates, basically clusters where nerves are lumped together as these bundles are rolling together back through your somatosensory system up to your brain. And the gates can actually control how much pain or how little pain you feel. So you could have horribly injured yourself, but the gates can actually, in a, in a sense, shut mm -hmm. so that you don't feel the pain as much. And so it's actually interesting because when you feel touch and sensation, it's actually your brain and your body having a conversation about what you are feeling right now. So if it's really important that you feel this pain because you need to do something about it, then there will be more pain. But there's also been research that shows that human beings who can step into this loop between the body and the brain can actually help themselves feel less pain by visualizing or having 
some sort of external stimuli they focus on. Yeah, there's actually there's actually a lot of interesting relationship between like kind of the brain and pain and perceiving a pain and that goes back. It's also there's a lot of research into your emotions and how that can affect pain. And um, I know I've I've heard about some different basically meditation techniques and other things of trying to calm your like calm your mind and emotions and like or have a happier outlook so you're not really feeling the pain as much. There's there's a lot of fun stuff into that. Well, get get all the pain stuff now because unfortunately we don't care about most of these receptors for the purposes of this episode. We're actually only gonna the ones we're most interested in are those mechanoreceptors. The ones that are telling you like these are vibrations. These are there's something there's a tingling or something here. So I hope you got all your pain receptor talk out of the way because unfortunately we're only really interested in the mechanoreceptors. The ones that can help our sense of touch and feeling vibration and texture. So now that we've kind of you know gone through all the different uh, all the different receptors yeah. So long story short is yeah you can have this. This technology is actually something that exists right now and it may be the most realistic thing about Ready Player One you know as opposed to the idea that a guy runs into a hot girl avatar and doesn't get catfished. <laughs> but yeah so these guys um, Tesla suits not to be confused with Tesla motors. I know Elon Musk apparently didn't beat these guys to this idea even though he's done everything else. But Tesla Suits is a company that's selling a full-body, form-fitted, haptic feedback suit for the modest price of $15,000. Yeah, you thought your Oculus Rift was expensive, but they're kind of vague on how the haptic feedback itself works. There's a some sort of mechanical mesh that goes throughout the suit. And like, this is the thing is like, that suit has to be on your skin for it to really work. So I don't know if it's electrical stimuli that cause some sort of tingling in different spots or if they're small motors. I looked all over their website and they looked like they had the most legit Ready Player One looking suit and they wouldn't, it was kind of hard to tell what it was, but they, they... Is it like the weird stuff you have in like massage chairs and like, but on a, a tinier scale of so you can just... No, it looks like a metal weave or a metal mesh that is just all up inside of this suit that I'm guessing electric, just electrical stimuli are region specific and be like, all right, you're getting touched here. And so I don't know if it's like little paddles flickering or if it's actually like electric impulse that you can feel. Also, I don't think I'd want to be shocked by this thing, but supposedly it says that it works, it has, it gives haptic feedback and it will also give thermal feedback. It will gen- gently raise temperature to tell you something is warm that you're feeling. So, um, and that, this is designed for video games. Yes. This okay. is literally, well, it's designed for a lot of things, but yeah, they're pretty much harping on, wouldn't it be cool if you played your video games and you could feel the action? Do, do any video games, is there, do any video games support this technology? Is there something that the game has to do? No, this is definitely them building as they go. Like, this is kind of the same thing with VR was as much as you could get VR to work, it wasn't that you were like playing a video game just yet. Actually, VR is easier because you can put the cameras inside the world and experience the world. Like, it's all you're doing is instead of having the one camera that's your monitor, you now have the two cameras that make up your lens. Yeah, and a lot of, like, a lot of modern games now, it's that you can turn the camera like 60 degrees, whatever. So it, that's very easy to translate into yeah. putting a thing on your head and having that same experience. Yeah, but the problem here is that you are, your avatar, it has to know where your 
avatar is being struck or how your avatar is interacting with the world, which is a separate set of metadata that has to come out of the game to get that context. So there's a lot of extra work that's probably gonna have to go on to make this happen. Yeah, like right now, I know games, when at least on controllers, like they vibrate usually when something happens, but that's just a general reaction to anything. That's not specific. That's not so you can tell, oh, my leg got hit or oh, my arm got hit. You just know something happened. Exactly. And so keep that in mind because this is actually going to bring us into our, the like, the, this is the weird thing. This is where the things get really interesting, which is a science news, uh, science news, a science news article reported that people who use different haptic feedback tools in lab settings have reported the experience of what's known as the uncanny valley of haptic feedback. So are you familiar with the uncanny valley? I don't think so, actually. So Describe it. it's this theory that as technology gets better and more lifelike, like we built the first robot and it lives like a brick and we're like, cool, that's a robot. Then we built a cooler robot that's like, oh, right, this one is like a bipedal humanoid looking thing. That's cooler. And then we built another one that's like uh, like Sunny from iRobot where it's like it's got a human face, but like the rest of it's robot. You're like, we're getting close. And then suddenly you have like those weird sex dolls that seem to show up all the time in those weird Wired articles. Um, and that is like, it looks like it's trying real hard to be a person, but there's something about it in its attempt to be perfect that is off just right enough that it's uncanny. It's weird. And so when you see the curve of perception to effort, as effort goes up, perception goes up. And then there's a moment right before perfect where perception drops. Like we put in all this work and now this thing actually looks and feels less immersive and real to us than the thing before it because it's subverting our expectations in a weird way. And then you move one step further and you get Westworld robots. I like, okay, the way I would describe this is it went cool, cool, really neat, neato. Ooh, creepy. Oh, no, 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 no. Creepy, creepy. No, back, back. Neato. <laughs> neato burrito. Yes. And that's that's when you nailed it. The burrito is what clinches it. They added the burrito to the bottom and you really believed it. Yes. They were talking about in this science news article how this haptic feedback actually falls into the uncanny valley. They had people using these, they had people using these Joy-Cons to basically emulate what it would feel like to, I don't know, hold a stick or whatever or interact with an object. And so when you're holding the thing and there's no feedback, you're, it's not that immersive. When you're holding the thing and it gives constant pulsing vibrations, like the whole thing vibrates, it becomes more immersive. You have this idea that like I shoot a gun and my whole thing, the whole thing vibrates and it's like, all right, this this feels right. Yeah. But then there was this moment where they would cause it to vibrate in a very lifelike way, but there was no visual feedback for what you were seeing. So you're, you actually were very unsettled. It was jarring how you experienced this sensation of touch because humans, when we feel something that we can't see, we usually assume it's something that's crawling on us or something, right? We usually freak out and, a lot. And then you go and you get me and I have to squash the I can the attest to this. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like how it works is you need that visual feedback. So that was the, this was the weird sex doll was the no visual feedback, but lifelike touch. And then when you add the visual feedback, let's say I'm holding a box and I have marbles in the box and I feel the marbles rolling around inside the box and I can see them, that feedback of what I'm looking at, what I'm feeling, pushes it to the Westworld amount of immersion where it's, you really feel like you're believing what you're seeing because you're seeing it. And so that's like the craziest part of all this is that we're building this world with haptic feedback, but the applications for it seem really jarring. Like if you look at, there are lots of videos. If you want, anyone can go right now on YouTube and look up like, I don't want to send you to the wrong thing, but I swear they're called touch suits. <laughs> yeah, you can see where that might... 
look up haptic feedback suits, and if that doesn't result in anything, know that we're switching to a not safe for work search. Um, there are lots of things where like people are like, oh, I'm testing on the suit for this magazine article or whatever, and then they'll have a different reporter like who is in control of the suit and start fiddling with it. So like now they're just feeling sensations of touch awkwardly all around no. them. Yeah, and it would be one thing if there were other people around you, like, poking you and stuff. That would be weird. It would be totally weird. No, that would still be wrong, Cameron. That would be very wrong. But it would be more okay than you sitting there and just feeling kind of, like, think about it. If I know other people are poking me, I would still recoil. But I'd feel a little more comfortable knowing that there are people there. If I just feel a bunch of weird stuff on me, I have no reason not to believe it's not spiders. <laughs> I don't actually mind spiders. I have no reason not to believe it's not spiders. And so that's kind of where we wrap up with this is the idea that this technology in Ready Player One is actually something that exists in the world today and we're trying to make it better and perfect it and it is not cheap. And I don't expect it to ever get cheap because you're basically buying a custom tailor fitted suit for yourself that is supposed to integrate with an apparatus that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Are, are there any good real world app? I shouldn't say real world. Are there any good um, not just for entertainment applications for well, this? Well, we sweat over it. I'm thinking video games are definitely like the main place you'd feel it but if you were I think the this is logical extension of VR which is in VR you have the idea that you want to be able to see and hear things in a place that you normally aren't and VR has been considered to be by many psychological studies extremely immersive even if it's just you looking through a camera lens of some place miles and miles away so the logical next step would be I want to feel the wind on my body or I want to feel the heat of the volcano or I want to feel all sorts of different things of me getting tripper or me getting pulled through this world like there might be even a day where we see this in the movie theater where we just for some bizarre reason are always wearing haptic feedback suits and when you go into the movie theater it sinks to the movie theater and as you're going through the scene where there's like biting and shooting and debris flying everywhere you can feel it bouncing off of your chest and you can feel the heat from the explosions and all sorts of crazy stuff going on around you because you were wearing the suit all the time which will probably smell really bad i hope you have to wear underwear under it okay listeners you can't see my face but there, oh, there's no. a strong grimace happening Oh, this poor girl. <laughs> this oh, no. Whole discussion. So I am sad. not a fan of this. You, you should have seen her go from a modest smile to the deepest frown I've ever seen. <laughs> Please don't do that. So, yeah, to your credit, obviously, there are some clear places we can go with touch in terms of stimulating the body, but I think that's a discussion for another time. But for now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at smallstuffpod or email us. Sorry, why is my template not updated? But before we go, Sam, is there anything you'd like to add or plug? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at lil.baby.banshee. It's specifically following my cat, Banshee, on Instagram. It is maybe one of the best Instagrams. If Instagram was just cats, the world would be a better place. That's my sincere opinion. And speaking of places you can follow us, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at smallstuffpod, or you can email us at smallstuffpod at gmail.com. And please, please, please feel free to leave some feedback on how you're liking the show, or if you want to share the small stuff that you sweat. Who knows, we might even include it in an episode. As for Sam and I, remember, from movies to media to the world around us, it's details like these that make it worth sweating the small stuff. Mm-hmm.